Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the OVW Podcast. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Minokes. I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And it is a Thursday in the feed. You know what that means. We're here with a very special guest. Today, we are joined by Dream Girl Ellie. Ellie, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're happy to have you. Do you want to join us real quick? Yeah. Real quick at the top of the hour. A little cheers action. Get everybody in here. I to break it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Ooh. We have some uh, Iowa whiskey today. It's a little different than what we usually have here in the podcast. It's good, though. It's good, though. You, how did you end up in Ohio Valley Wrestling? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, gosh. I should be more prepared. How the heck? So it was actually Blanco, I think, was in the um, talks for it, and he did it all. But the funniest part about the whole thing is I secretly had a broken foot when I debuted for OVW. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, oh, like, like, I was like two years into wrestling and stuff. They're like, oh, you're, you're, you're good. And I was like, thanks. Imagine when, if I could uh, actually walk. Like, <laughs> what I would <laughs> yeah, right. I had broke my foot like three weeks prior. Mm-hmm. And I was not supposed to be walking for like six to eight weeks. I was on crutches. And then I was like, let me just see what I do. Let's just see what happens. And um, then I got, kept getting brought back. And then I'm still here. So yeah, I guess sure I did are. pretty well. I guess so. You've uh, done well for yourself. At that point um, in your offense, were you using a lot of strikes? Um, it was mostly, um, oh gosh, see, I got to remember these things because like my whole offense has changed mm-hmm. completely. It has, yes. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch actually. I just was wondering <laughs> how you had to if work I around think, a broken was, foot <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're kicking there people. There was no running for okay. me. Um, I think, so my right foot was broken and since I'm a lefty, I had to like stand on my right foot mm. and kick with my left um so i think i was throwing a lot of like forearms and punches and clotheslines right. and not moving around a whole lot um but it's funny because like the match itself like you can't really tell because like adrenaline's going but then like as soon as i get through the um curtain i'm like back to limping and i was like i can't and i'm like hopping on one foot and it's it's funny to me mm-hmm. now but it was probably like really really stupid well back i mean then. you made it you took a chance and you made it and it's right? paid off you know you you get through ovw you're at OVW at a point where it starts to gain a lot of super oh my gosh, international yeah. momentum, not only um, through, you know, I'm sure that that like Netflix show helped a little oh, yeah. bit, but there's just been a lot of care that's been going into OVW recently. Um, not in just a new investment. The, the arena looks better than ever. Yeah. Um, did you, when you showed up at OVW, did you ever expect that you would see uh, the amount of improvement in such a short amount of time for the whole promotion? No, honestly, like, when I first showed up, like, I didn't think anything um, was, like, wrong with it. Because, mm-hmm. like, especially in, like, I don't want to say indie wrestling because OBW is not indie wrestling, but it is still indie wrestling. Sure. Um, with indie wrestling, like, the fact that there was, like, there's never women's locker rooms basically, like, anywhere I go. So the fact that I walked upstairs and they're like, oh, look, there's a women's locker room. I was like, oh, my gosh. Y'all are, like, famous, what famous. Like, I was like, yeah, there's a, there's a door and there's seats in there. And, um... Uh, 
so like the fact that i'm getting to see it evolve and i'm being a part of that because like without going into like so much detail but like i did a lot of that work in that building mm-hmm. like the last couple weeks to change everything around um that's one of the things about ovw is that everyone there top down doesn't oh, mind yeah. getting their hands a little dirty doesn't mind doing the job that needs to be done yeah um, i was um i i'm not gonna tell you exactly what i did but i did um I was on the cherry picker, which I don't know if you guys know what that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know those things? Mm-hmm. I was the only one out of, like, I think there was, like, 10 or 11 guys there. I was the only one, basically, with the the balls to go up there and do it. And, like, even Al wouldn't do it. Really? I was like, Al, he's like, Al, you going to go up here? And he's like, fuck no. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. I was like, all right. I'm up there. I was up there for, like, nine hours straight the first day and, like, four or five hours the next day. No, thank you. I was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't like was, um, one of the things I did was, like, running wires and um, I burnt myself on the lights a couple of times because, like, I keep forgetting that they're hot because, like, you're never really touching them. So, like, I could feel them, but I'd, like, be moving something and I would just, like, nick it. And I was like, don't do that again. And then, like, 10 seconds later, I'd do it again. Yeah. It was fun. But, <laughs> you know. So, if, if we don't talk about the wrestlers documentary a little bit more, we don't really get clicks on this thing. So, we got to <laughs> we gotta float that out. There's one scene that I wanted to ask you about. I'm sure you know. I know exactly know. what scene this I, is I'm, I am so sorry because no, I know okay. that you've been asked about it a thousand times. And it didn't seem like it was necessarily anyone's best foot forward in that situation at that time period. Yeah. When you watch that back, well, no, actually, let's not watch it back. In that moment, like, how quick did tensions rise? So, it's my fault, actually. Well, like, I got, absolutely got kicked in the face, and um, I I do have really bad anger issues, and obviously, like, wrestling helps, because I get to punch people in the face. But um, when I got kicked in the face, I, like, basically just, like, went, like, I blacked out with like anger mm-hmm. and I got up and I just, I honestly like beat her up for a couple of seconds. And, um, that's why when you see Al and Maria, when Al goes, Hey, go do damage control. Mm-hmm. It's because they, they thought I was genuinely going to try and fight her backstage. Right. And, like I was already like calmer than I was, but I had a mouthful of blood. Right. And oh. in Kentucky, you can't we bleed. Can, we can see it on, on the... Yeah. So in the show, like in OVW, like when you're wrestling, you can't bleed for more than two minutes. Like you either have to stop the match or stop bleeding because it's a licensed state. Right. And I was like, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, so I'm swallowing blood. I have a mouthful of blood. So I, as soon as I go through the curtain, Maria grabs me from the hips, picks me up and just like, she's like, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I don't remember doing any of this. <laughs> like, and she's like, she's like, no, 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 you're coming. I was like, I know. And she, like, we, as soon as we go outside, I just spit all this blood out. And then you see me sitting outside. Um, and then, like, Blanco was there. And um, obviously, like, Maria was there. And she was just like, you have teeth? And I was like, I don't know. Do I? Yeah. All right. We're good. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, calm afterwards. Uh-huh. But, like, as soon as that happened, like, it was a good, like, minute or two of me just, like, go, like literally going insane and just. I just lost my Beating shit. Beating some ass. Yeah, I just lost my shit on her for a minute. And what's I was like, it, oops. What's it like to have someone like Maria backstage or Al backstage to mediate that situation? So, Maria is the one who basically keeps all the women calm because, like, I don't be like, oh my God, women are emotional. But, like, women are, quote unquote, more emotional than men. Even though men have definitely thrown a lot of fits backstage. Um, in my experience, it's that when two women are ready to fight, they're actually going to fucking do it. When That's two, the thing. When two yeah. men are ready to fight, They'll they're looking for their homie to like, rip, oh them up, God, rip them apart. Like, yeah. Like, so, with a, again, not going into details because I don't want to be that person. Um, I had something happen like a month or two ago. Um, 
and I was I was trying to fight backstage. I I was pacing the hallways after my match, and I was pacing and pacing, and I was like I was like waiting for this person just to see them because mm. I was gonna fuck them up. And uh, Maria Maria's in the production office. She's and like, she, I've seen this she once before. She swings the door open <laughs> yeah. and she just shoves me into Al, like just throws me into Al's office. She slams the door and she's like, go. And I'm just going off in there. And then um, poor Luscious walked in. Oh, God. Um, and he's, sweet guy. <laughs> really legitimately a sweet guy. He's yeah. been by here poor, before. Poor Luscious. Luscious is a very like calm, chill dude. And we always like, joke around. But um, I was just losing it. And he walks in and he's like, hey, do you guys have, he's like, oh. And I, he was just like, are you good? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can tell. And then like a couple seconds later, I'm like going off. And then I'm calm again. And then he's like, well, that was something new. And I was like, yeah, my bad. Because like, like I try not to like, when something like that happens, I try to like keep my composure because right. I don't want to be labeled as like problematic backstage or like always trying to fight, especially with the Netflix thing coming out. Like no one knows about me actually fighting because they didn't put it in there which was kind of awesome for me yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and so now i'm telling everybody about that i've done uh, it don't worry uh, stevie J came by a couple of days ago any the things that he said about himself that didn't make it are way more damning than that <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. yeah and that was the thing it's like there's so many things that happen i was like i wonder if this is gonna make it i wonder if this is gonna make it and then like a couple of the things made it and um one of the things and i'm gonna talk about because it's actually really cool um because literally nobody knew that he did it was there's a scene when we're in either Knoxville or Nashville. I get them mixed up and not anything bad against it, but it was for SummerSlam. Um, it's been Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's what it was. And um, we were walking around like flyering and stuff and Blanco hands a homeless man money and literally nobody knew he did that. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't say anything to anybody and like he, he is one of those people like, and again, like I'm going to put him over for a second, um, but don't ever tell him. But he uh, like when we're in the car and he sees someone he's like hey you have any cash on you like hey or he'll grab like if we get paid like wrestler payday you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he'll go give it to someone he sees because he's like he's like yes he's like it's he he doesn't need as much as this guy does you know what i mean like i hate to be like oh twenty dollars isn't gonna hurt us because it sounds so terrible but like twenty dollars for this guy is gonna like make this guy's day so like the fact that he did that and like never told anyone and he's like, as soon as we saw, I like looked at him because we, we were up that morning like watching it. And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know you did that. And he's like, I didn't know they were even behind me because they were like four or five different cameras. Right. And he's like, I didn't even know they were behind me. I didn't even know they caught that. And I was like, that was that was really freaking cool that you did that. Well, now I feel really bad for pretty regularly saying that Blanco Loco has the most punchable face on the OVW I mean, roster. he does. It's very true. I've. It's because he's I've much better it. looking than me. That's why I don't like him. Is because he looks like Bradley Cooper, but like a really super jacked Bradley don't, Cooper. Don't ever tell him these things. Don't oh, we'll ever cut say that, Malachi. We'll nice cut things. that. We'll cut that one, Malachi. But no, no, like now I do feel really bad. He must. I, we can't wait to have him by. We look. But then to he has Pikachu, by. so it's a, it makes it a little bit like it. It brings remember, him back down. A little I remember bit. the Pikachu. I haven't seen it in a that, while. Um, yeah, it's in the car. It's in the car right now. He carries that thing everywhere. Nice. Um, no, it's not, but we'll pretend it is. But yeah, so he, uh, we, he's, he's, Pikachu has traveled more than some indie wrestlers have. Like Pikachu goes to Canada every single time we go to Canada. He goes to England every time we go to Canada. We're going to Japan next year. He's going to bring him with him. Wow. Like all these things. I'm like, yeah, how is this Pikachu 
stuffed animal thing like traveling more than some of these wrestlers are like it's hilarious to me oh i get it i've got a traveling buddy whenever i go somewhere I've i got am a my traveling buddy i'm myself <laughs> other than ovw where's your favorite place to wrestle oh god um see it all depends because like every state is different um mm-hmm. lately it's been um and this is not me just putting it over because i'm the woman's champion there um has been smash wrestling in canada okay um because like the Canadian crowds are just so like, they're just they're they're I don't want to say they're different because they're still the same, but they're they are so different, um, and they love violence, and I feel like I have such a um, nice level of a violence, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, um, and they just they want to see wrestling, and they they love especially like when the women like beat the shit out of each other instead of because like. You know the mm-hmm. the stereotypical like oh it's women wrestlers bathroom break like I hate that shit yeah no. like well, yeah when when I have like people like even like some of the guys have been like yo I'm not getting in the ring with you ever like I'm genuinely terrified of you I'm like good yeah. like that makes me feel good as it should be yeah yeah like because I will I I have and I do like I kick people in the face and like I I hit people because like it's it is it's wrestling like you're gonna get hit you're gonna get kicked and all these things and like Doug and Al refuse to ever they don't even jokingly. I'm like, hey, when we're gonna fight, he's like, never. What's like the most violent match you've ever had? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends, like, like weapons involved or just like pure, your, like your definition just... of violence. Okay, so I've, oh god. You seem you're a very soft-spoken person, and then we found out behind back that you're a Disney adult. I am, and and then I but, go scream like a maniac. But one of the things that you love the most that you keep coming back to in when you're talking about wrestling is violence. Yeah, so, as something that it's, you're good at, something that you medium. look at, something that you want to do. Like, uh, yeah, I am a very. Um, it's so funny because I am such a like. I am a very happy person, but then you know sometimes you, you just got to beat some ass. Yeah, like <laughs> it's very very violent, and I don't know. It's fun for me sometimes too, and that's the thing is like. Especially with wrestling, too. It's like, I can be happy and still be violent. You know what I mean? And that's especially, like, training where I train now. That's the one thing that, like, he's, like, he's helping me, like, harness my violence and use it in very... Who's that? Who's that? Uh, Malachi Black and Zelina that's, Vega. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, they are very um, violent people as well. So they're they're helping me make sure, like, I harness the violence in a very, like great way and, and it's working that's it's at great. dark arts wrestling right yes um it's in like tampa basically okay. um i'm not gonna give like the full address because no, that's no, weird no. but no, it's no. basically in like the tampa-ish area um but i'm trying to think about these matches because i i just have matches where like like kenzie uh page and i and kylie like her uh, younger sister like like these are people that i know like if i punch her in the mouth she's gonna punch me in the mouth right back like mm-hmm. and i love those things um but there was one, it was like my first year wrestling. I did have a match that uh, ended with me uh, getting brain buster on a bunch of Legos. Oh, oh God. That's the reaction I wanted. Um, <laughs> and um, I posted the clip. Uh. And uh, it didn't, like, it's so funny because the person I wrestled, his name's Aaron Epic. And um, he's, like, one of my best friends. And it was just one of these matches we both kind of just wanted. And um, it was such a random thing and like everyone afterwards were just like absolutely not They're like i would never do that and i was like yeah i would like i, I did like would you do it again um probably i feel like okay. i'd rather take legos than like thumbtacks 
Which I've heard okay. the opposite of. Like, I, I know people who've taken both who are just like, oh, I'd rather take thumbtacks and Legos because, like, but I don't want to because I hate needles. Like, I know I have tattoos and stuff, but, like. No, I hate needles. I have tattoos. Needles, I, yeah, needles freak me out. Not the same. Um, like, if I ever have to go to the hospital, I'm, like, debating it because I'm, like, I'm going to have to get an IV. But, like, I'll literally, like, be, like, bleeding out and dying. And I'm, like, do I really need to go? Like, I had a, <laughs> a years ago, uh, I'm allergic to caffeine. Um, so I had a, I didn't know until I almost died from it. Um, and I was like literally like crawling on the floor to the bathroom to puke. And I was like turning yellow and my kidneys were failing. And I was like debating. I was like, do I really need to go? I was like, what if I did it? And I was in so much pain, but I was like, they're going to give me an IV. And I was like, I don't want this IV. Um, I ended up going and then they were like, good, good thing you did it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm still alive. Cause they, they were literally like, if you would have waited a couple more hours, you, your kidneys would have failed. And I was like, so I said I had a couple more hours to not get this IV. You're no. like, yeah, can I take this IV <laughs> out I? now? Because, like, especially in my brain, like, I know that the needle is not still in my arm with IVs, but, like, in my brain, it's still in my arm. And mm. I know it's just a little tube, and I know I'm fine, and I've had a million IVs, and, like, I had surgeries as a child and stuff. So, like, all these things where I'm just like, I know that doesn't hurt. It hurts for five seconds, and I'm done. But I was in the hospital as a child for, like, a week, mm. um, and the arm like they kept they kept the same IV in, right. so like my arm. I'm like ten, so like my arm was really sore and bruised and stuff. And I was like, this is terrible. I was like, I don't ever want this to happen again. And I didn't realize that it wasn't from the initial just poke. You right. know what I mean? It was just from the actual the IV being in for so long. So it's my hate needles, and I will always hate needles. Do you um do you think that you know the time you spent as a child where you were maybe not in the best health? Do you think that that time period had had anything to do with when you moved past it you said i'm gonna i'm gonna go live at disney basically i'm gonna, so, i'm gonna be a professional wrestler i'm gonna go follow these dreams that maybe a lot of people wouldn't have the confidence to follow because i've seen the other side of yeah of well being, and that that was the thing too is like and i love my father and my mother and i've we've fixed our relationship now and stuff but growing up i did not have the best childhood and mm-hmm. that's Honestly, I don't want to say that's normal now, but it's kind of normal. Um, but, like, my parents got divorced, and it was ugly, and it was just it was just bad all around. And um, I am actually a wrestler out of spite. Okay. And, like, I wanted to be a wrestler. I've been wanting to be a wrestler since I was, like, 13. And literally every single day, I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a wrestler. The day I turned 18, I signed up. And every, sing- every single time I said it, my dad was like, no, you're not going to do it. You're going to quit. You can't handle it. Um, you're not tough enough. And I think he was, like trying to like encourage me but like mm. reverse psychology encouragement you know what i mean right so um when i first started training i was actually living at his house and um i <laughs> went to training and i like i was quitting every single day i literally was like i'm never doing this again this is terrible like i bumped for the first time i was like this is terrible I hit the ropes for the first time and um it's, it was like an hour drive from training to my house. And the whole time driving, I was like, I'm quitting. I'm not ever doing this again. This is dumb. I don't know why I wanted to do this. And the second I get in the house, my dad's like, so how was it? I was like, great. He's like, you're going to quit? And I was like, nope. And I literally <laughs> did not quit wrestling. Do you think he knew? Do you I think, think he knew that you needed a little? I, I think that's what, like, I think he literally did it was like reverse psychology. It was like, let me prove her wrong. Because I love, this is my favorite story to tell. Is like that I proved him wrong. And he still loves talking about it where he's just like, hey, remember when you're going to quit? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I literally did it just to be like, no, screw you. Like, I can't do this. Because I do, um, I have, 
I have six brothers now, but growing up, I had three brothers because um, now we're like a mixed family. But right. three brothers, I'm the only girl out of all these people. And somehow I have the toughest, the toughest job. Um, so I think I was, I was very um, like tomboyish. Like I, I loved playing football. I played baseball as a child, but I also did like ballet. You okay. know what I mean? Like I did sure. both of them. Yeah. Um, you are, you, you are ex- continuing to show how kind of um, <laughs> how much of a mishmash you are. <laughs> how of things. Yeah. 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 Um, so, like, I actually, um, one of my majorly secret talents is, is that uh, I can play the piano. Really? Yes, wow. like, very, very, very well. You and, kind um, of have, like, nice fingers, like, long yeah. fingers. Yeah, and I it helps for, us, or for, uh, for wrestling. No, it helps for it piano. It probably helps for um, wrestling, too. It might, actually. I don't know. Especially now that you're into submissions and stuff, I bet. Right? Yeah. Um, so, those are, like, those things. Like, growing up, I did that. Like, I would leave dance class on a Tuesday and then my brothers would be playing football in the front yard, and I would go do that, like, mm-hmm. still in tights and a leotard at, like, 8. And my mom was right. like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to go play football. What do you mean? And she's like, no, you're not. And no, I'm like, yes, no, I no. am. Like, no, this, no, this is not. what I want to do. Um, so it's always those things of, like, I think he knew that I had, like, a tougher side, but I needed someone. I needed, I needed the petty side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I needed that push without him being like, hey, you're going to go do this. So it was that I did it myself. But he pushed me, and I, th- I thank him for it all the time. When he came to the first match of yours that he saw live in person, how did that make you feel? So he um, he didn't see me wrestle for a couple years, actually, because um, he he has some medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's okay now, thankfully. But yes. uh, especially during COVID and stuff, because he, he, since he's immunocompromised, he doesn't really go out much. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time getting to see him wrestle, it, was, it meant a lot because – it was his first time getting to see me wrestle, but it also meant a lot because, like, that was, like, his first time leaving the house in, like, two or three years Yeah. because of everything going on. So I was like, damn, you really did that Very for me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you did yeah. that for me. And then, like, I cried when I saw him. I'm going to cry now talking about it. But um, it was just really cool because uh, him and, like, my stepmom, um, they both went and saw because she – I had known her since I was, like, 16, 15, 16-ish. Um, so she was there throughout the whole process, mm-hmm. too, of, like, me becoming a wrestler and who I am today. Um, so it was really cool for like both of them to like show up because they didn't even tell me that they were going to do it until like they showed up. They were like, Hey, wh- what time's this show? We're going to try and make it. And it was like two or three days prior. And I told him everything. And then like that morning he's like, Hey, I can't make it. And I was like, okay, I understand. And like, I saw him in the crowd and I was like, that's my dad. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I was like, this is really cute. So did, uh, did you win or lose? Oh God. I can't remember that part. I'm like, I can tell you what gear I was wearing. Okay. I cannot tell you. Who, I can't even tell you who I wrestled. This is the thing I love when I talk to wrestlers is they're like, oh, I don't really know. I could tell you the fin and I could, I could tell you some yeah, of the stuff that happened. I can tell you. And that's the thing is like even like because Blanco does it all the time. And um, Malachi Black actually does it all the time too where he uh, – I'm like, hey, do you remember this match that you had with like Buddy Matthews? He's like, oh, was it this one? And I was wearing this and I did this, this, and this. I was like, I don't even know what I did this morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you guys remember these things? Like for me, it's like once – it's like, I don't remember it. Like, it's yeah. gone. Like, as soon as I'm done. You remember the like, important part. Your dad was there. That's all I remember. Yeah. That's I all that matters. What, I don't even know what I did last night. Like, I can't tell you what I did this weekend. I can't tell you anything. Well, we know what you well, did last I, night. Yeah, we actually, there's videotape proof of what you did last night. I don't, um, know, I don't know what you're talking about. On, uh, on Fight TV. T- streaming me. now on Fight TV. It wasn't um, me. The, so... I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, you also wrestled a little bit for Thunder Rose's promotion in Texas. Yes, I wrestled there once. Right, I saw you. I, I remember seeing that. What was, um, what's that like? Kind of, you know, she's 
she's on TV. She's a multiple time champion at different promotions. And then you get a call to work for her promotion. And it's, it's a women's Citric promotion that kind of prides itself yeah. on, on bringing harder hitter matches, kind of, you know, stuff like that. So I had actually, um, I had met her like before, like I caught like a year or two before. And I had actually wrestled her right after COVID. Um, for for imperial pro wrestling it was like on the independence okay. and um it was in bristol tennessee and uh we went like 35 minutes and i cried afterwards um i don't even cry that much and i don't talk about like how much i've cried but i don't really <laughs> even cry that much but when like did, that why one, did you it was just out of excitement it was just it was just because there was so much because that was one of like my first like bigger independent matches because like when you do extra work you get matches and like not to say that they don't mean anything because obviously they do but mm-hmm. like when you do extra work you you know you're going to work these people but like when you're doing independence you're kind of expecting to work other independent talent right so the fact that like i saw the flyer and i was like oh my god i have to wrestle tender rosa i was like this is terrifying and it was terrifying the whole time and um, then they allow you to go 35 minutes and then oh yeah they were like i was like uh time and they're like whatever to like whatever thunder wants and wow. i was like Damn, all right. It's a lot what of about? trust. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, okay, um, all right, here we go. So I had, like, cotton mouth that whole time, too. It was terrible. Like, the match itself was great. But I remember the cotton mouth, and I remember crying afterwards. Um, and then I wrestled her uh, at a dark taping. Um, and it was the first – it was in Miami, and it was the first AEW back after COVID. And I was the first match of the whole entire show. So, like, I kind of was like – I'm kind of making history. No, I didn't actually. But I didn't actually make history. But, like, I felt, like, really, like – cool and stuff that i was like oh, i'm this first i'm the first official AEW batch since covid that's something to hang your hat on yeah, yeah. And I, I was like i was like this is really cool um so like getting to see her again like after and she was injured at the time too and stuff where i was just like getting to see her and like talk to her again like felt really it was just like catching up with an old friend mm-hmm. where like i was like oh this is this is my friend so like when i got the call i was just like oh this is so cool because like again it's like a trust thing where i was like oh sure. she trusts me to she's gonna put her name on me for this company and like that that meant a lot where I was just like, Oh, this is this is really cool. Like thank you. So when I saw her I like gave her a hug and stuff and like asked her how she was and um I had like a killer match and it was great. Who did you wrestle? Uh, uh Misty Marks. Okay. And um that that was a very hard hitting match too. Like she's great. Um I had never met her until like that day. And um again we just like beat the shit out of each other. And those those are my favorite things. Like I just love like God, it sounds so terrible. I just love being the shit out of people, but it was great because... That's what I love about wrestling and stuff. Is so. that uh, something that makes you excited to go to Japan? Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that kind of snugger. Yeah, and then, like, and that's the thing too. Is like, ex- and the other thing too is like, since I'm left-handed, everything for everyone else is like, they're getting hit for the first time on that side, probably mm. in a hot minute because there's not many left-handed independent wrestlers. Um, I actually just found out that Malachi Black was left-handed when I saw him writing, and I was like, oh my god, because everything he throws is on the right. Right. So everything I throw is on my left. And he's like, he's like, trying to teach me how to do the right, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like, that's a very Domingo Montoya way to approach things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to do these things. So like, there's like certain things where he's like, he's trying to teach me how to get into the ring on the right side, and I was like, this is weird. And he's like, he's like, it's not that you're doing it wrong. He's like, but what if you learned both ways? And right. I was like, yeah, you're right. All right, yeah, okay. So I'm like learning both ways now. And it's really cool. But um, so when I'm left-handed, like everyone's. So, like, when you're right-handed, you get hit on one side, but then when you're left-handed, you get hit on the other side, and everyone's right. like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like, it's, it feels great for me because it's something – I feel like it's a new challenge for other people, too. And, like, this isn't me being like, oh, I'm a challenge, but, like, being left-handed 
and working someone left-handed is i've worked someone left-handed and i was like this is terrible is this what i do to everybody like <laughs> like this is so weird like um but it was really cool like getting to be there with her and stuff too so and then um something that we kind of like talk about on our podcast a little bit is and this this isn't necessarily a bad thing because oh, i think that it gives um the stories on the women's division of UW a lot of room to breathe without a belt which yeah. is which is a feat in storytelling in and of its own but in the future especially i know that there is going to be some new content moving forward for OVW in addition to the 2 hour um, weekly show and the pay-per-views what what do you think in terms of like expanding the women's division belt wise is feasible or what would you like to see honestly i don't i don't think that kind of like what you're saying like that i don't think like the title itself has to be the only thing yes especially with this other thing i'm just excited for um more people and more opportunities because like especially just in wrestling in general it's very like you get like one women's match a show right. maybe two if you're lucky but then it's probably gonna be a tag match if they book that many girls right you know I mean and how many yeah. times do they have three or four girls booked at the same time so the fact that we're getting to do this other thing soon um is really cool and like i just want the time that the mm. guys get you know what i mean like it doesn't i don't feel like it has to be titles like we could get tag titles we could get i don't know whatever other a titles s- a there secondary, would be. like some yeah sort of some other yeah type of women's title which would be cool but like i don't think that we even need it right because i think with what we're gonna be doing like with the opportunity that we're gonna be getting i think just bringing in new people and getting to do all these things is just the cool like the really really cool part to me yeah thank you for that insight yeah absolutely and i wanted to we kind of blown past it but i wanted to always thank you for and thank any of our guests when they kind of tell an emotional story. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like that, um, it can be so easy to come in here and just like be loud and talk about our, you know, and like, cause, and that's like, that's great. Cause that's what wrestling is. But like, you're, we're, we're real people too. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of the ring that we don't ever get privy to as fans. You know? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, thank of course. You for that. We appreciate it. On yeah. the way out, do you mind to plug your social media? Oh God. Okay. So see, this is where I should have actually been prepared. Um, Facebook is Dream Girl Ellie, and I want to say the International Superstars is uh, my tag with Blanco and I, um, because I don't think we ever changed it. <laughs> um, and then it might be Level X now, but they both might exist. There might be two of them. Um, Instagram is uh, this is Ellie with underscores uh, in between this and is, and then Twitter is this is Ellie, but with underscores under this is and Ellie. And pro wrestling tees? Uh, international superstars, I know okay. for sure. And I do have a new t-shirt that I literally just dropped uh, like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you showed us that yeah. before yeah. the show and the design um, is killer. So pre-orders are for that for right now. So you can message me on like Instagram or Facebook for that because I don't know if that one's going to go to pro wrestling tees. That might just be like a one and done. Because um, sure. I like doing a couple, like I just did the uh, DGF&E one, like the old ECW logo. Um that's I tight. just did that one. That one that was a one and done type of thing. That's so, um, I have some on Pro Wrestling Tees, but if you want like my newest ones or like the active ones for sure right now, then definitely message me on like, Facebook you, or Instagram. Yeah. Punch you down on social media. Dream Girl Ellie, thank you so much for stopping. Of course, thank you. Thank you.